Welcome back to the Strength and Speed Podcast. I'm your host, Mudgear Battle of the Lions Pro and Strength and Speed owner, Evan Preparis. we got a guest with me on the line. Before we get to her, though, a quick word from this episode's sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Hylete. If you haven't checked out Hylete, head over to their website, www.hylete.com, spelled with a Y, H-Y-L-E-T-E. Love all their stuff. I've been raving about it. Literally everything I've gotten off their website, I love. Their bags, their underwear, their jeans. I don't even like jeans, but the jeans they have are super soft. Their t-shirt, which I'm wearing right now, is super soft. Uh, hoodies, and it's all kind of neutrally branded, so there's not really big logos, which is pretty cool because you can kind of co-brand it with some of the other stuff. So that's what we use for the Conquer the Protein for their warm-ups. Uh, we use the ion pants and the, uh, the hoodies for our warm-ups. And then on top of that, I know um, several people that have been on Ninja Warrior uh, have used some of their stuff, again, because there's very small branding, which allows you to uh, kind of wear it on TV when there's, they tell you no brands. So let's, uh, if anyone wants one, they're having, they, they've been having sales for December, so I would check, out, check them out. But then also on the uh, Battle of the Lions Pro Team website, so if you go to botlproteam.com and head over to the sponsors, click down, I think there's a $20 off link under the Hylete um, section there. All right, let's get to today's guest. So joining me, I have uh, Hannah Powers. Hannah, say hi. Hello. So Hannah's in the Space Force. And she recently did Infinite Hero Honor Challenge with me, uh, the one in Dallas a couple weeks ago. So we're going to be talking to her a little bit about uh, Infinite Hero Honor Challenge. We're going to talk to her a little bit about Space Force. And uh, yeah, just kind of give a rundown. So uh, Hannah actually probably hasn't actually done that many Tough Mudders, which probably makes her one of our guests that has done the fewest amount of OCRs on this podcast. Um, so she's done two, essentially the, her first one and then the Infinite Hero Honor one. Uh, so we're going to share her, some of her opinions on the experience. So let's start off talking about Space Force, right? So what is, you know, what is Space Force? I think people, when they hear, when they hear the term, some people think it's not a real thing, right? Because Steve Carell's got the Netflix show and Donald Trump right. said it a while ago and people thought it was a joke when he said it, but it's not. So tell us a little bit about Space Force. Yeah, so the main focus of Space Force is all intelligence. Uh, so when it comes to satellites, computers, uh, anything involving any form of intel, that's going to be Space Force. There's quite a few bases in California and uh, Texas that are mainly focusing on uh, Space Force training that deals with like their tech schools and such. Cool. So do you guys have your own unique uniform? Or are you wearing what the Air Force is currently wearing? Uh, currently, we are wearing what the Air Force wears. However, we have um, certain pins that we have to wear that separates us. That They're the Space Force Deltas that we wear on our dress uniforms, and then also our name tapes on our OCPs are uh, Space Force Blue, as they call it. Gotcha. Yeah, so instead of saying U.S. Air Force, it's U.S. Space Force. And yes. the, the, the Space Force badge looks a lot like the Star Trek badge. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, so they just called the Delta. It has, like, the Northern Star and all, all that good stuff on it. It uh, has the date of when Space Force actually came into play. Uh, so... It's interesting. Uh, however, we are they're going to be rolling out new uniforms and dress uniforms hopefully in the next year or two. Yeah, I did see I did see online a uh, it's probably a preview of what the dress uniform is supposed to look like. Also, looked yeah. like something from Star Trek. Which I thought yes, was absolutely. <laughs> however, it's better than the Air Force that looks like a uh, flight attendant. So you know, I true. Think I like a bit. <laughs> that is true. And don't worry. Uh, let's see. I've been in the army about seventeen years, and I'm on my 
third or fourth camouflage pattern and um, technically on my third dress uniform if I bought the new one, which I do not plan on buying. So I, yes, the uh, they, they change things pretty frequently. So yeah, I'm not surprised. <laughs> yeah. Cool. So you did one uh, obstacle course race, Tough Mudder. So tell me about your first Tough Mudder experience, just kind of how you, you know, what you thought going into that. And then we'll talk about uh, Infinite Hero Honor Challenge. Yeah, so I did the, I think it was just a 5K, honestly, uh, back in April, right before I left for basic training. It was kind of like a last hurrah for that. Um, I had been working out about two years before I uh, did this challenge. I had been preparing for the military just to uh, be ready physically. And so at this point, I was like, you know, I just wanted to kind of test my ability, see how strong I can do or how strong I am and how like my endurance wise for an obstacle course, I thought I'd start small and do a 5k. I did the 5k and I was like, wow, that was really easy. I probably could have <laughs> done like a classic or more uh, intense. And so leading into the like obstacles that we did there, like there, I, I really had no issues with. And, you know, if I did struggle with, I think one, uh, since I'm only five, three height was a little bit of a disadvantage. So I kind of struggled being able to uh, grab some of the higher areas. So I had some people to help me out, boost me up. But other than that, I didn't have any issues. And um, my husband was there to support me along with my kids. And uh, we got to the end where it was electroshock therapy. And since I was doing the 5K, I could just go around it. And so my husband was recording me, expecting me to get electric, go through electroshock therapy. And he's recording me, and he sees me go around it, and he kind of, like, lifts his arms. I'm like, what are you doing? You're supposed to be going through that. And I was like, no, nah, that ain't me, man. <laughs> so fast forward to the Infinite Hero uh, challenge that we did. Uh, going through electroshock therapy was kind of a, a shocker for me. <laughs> yeah, and you guys, we'll cover that uh, a little bit, a little in a couple of minutes. But you guys, yeah. you guys got it good. I was like, oh, 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 geez, like let's keep moving. Uh, yeah. There was a lot. You guys took a lot of hits through, uh, for that final obstacle there. Yeah. So the, you know, I think people on the podcast have heard me talk about it before. Uh, Infinite Hero Honor Challenge. So ten hour team building event. Uh, how did you? One, how did you find it? And then, like, how did you find it to sign up? And then, two, give me some of your uh, kind of thoughts going into it, kind of your expectations. So after doing the initial 5K Tough Mudder, I knew I wanted to do more. So um, my husband actually was looking into it, and he, I don't even know how he came across it, but he messaged me, and he said, I want to do this. It's in, they only have like so many in the country and there's one in Dallas, Texas, which at that time I was um, in San Angelo, Texas, which was about three hours south of the area it was going to be going to. And so I was like, all right, yeah, let's go. And he previously told me that he wanted to, you know, work up to be a part of a challenge or do a top mutter as well. So, and him also being prior service this was something that was really important to him to be able to uh, fundraise money for uh, veterans and everything that the infinite hero stands for. And so when he sent me that, I was like, I was extremely motivated. I was like, yeah, let's, you know, let's try to build a team together. And my initial thought was, Hey, I think more people would actually want to do this. Not just us two with me being on a military base. 
I reached out to everyone and I had to go through the chain of command and it ended up being a very extensive process to get approved to actually just go to Dallas and be able to participate in this event. Uh, initially, I had 20 people wanting to go and once we started, you know, once we hit the ground running, a lot of people were kind of dropping like flies and the day before the event, we had a lot of people say, hey, you know, I don't think I'm going to make it. I'm like, all right, you know, whatever. It is what it is. Right. And it was just, it ended up just being, I think what was the seven of us that right. went. And uh, I couldn't have asked for a better team at that point. Yeah. So the, you know, it was initially on the calendar. It got taken off. And then uh, when we heard there was a, you know, a group of active duty and veterans come in, we actually kind of planned on doing it as like a private event. And, uh, the, you know, that last minute, um, drop in numbers meant we didn't have we didn't know that we could have opened it up to other people. So I think a lot of I had a, I had one or two people message me after be like, hey, I thought this got canceled. It's like, well, it kind of did, but then it was a private event. So um, if anyone was signed up for the Dallas event and didn't get to go, that's kind of a very brief explanation of what happened behind the scenes. Right. So tell me a little bit about um, you kind of your experience going through. You know, we don't need to go through like every single event, but kind of uh, just take me through some of your thoughts and. Um, yeah. Uh, so <laughs> we had a little bit of when we first got the map and we were all looking at it. Uh, my husband's prior service Marine Corps, so he learned the whole land navigation. So we were kind of relying on him to tell us where to go. And we're like, oh, looking at this point, it doesn't look right. And <laughs> so we kept we that I think is my was our biggest setback was we got very confused very quickly with the map <laughs> and we ended up going, <laughs> I think an extra two miles out of the way. We cross over some barbed wire. We're like, all right, like we're getting into this. This is like part of it, I guess. Like having to like walk through like prickers and barbed wire and stuff. I don't know what the heck we thought, but you know, we were just kind of like, all right, this is this is where we're supposed to go. This is what we're supposed to do. He said we were going to be kind of like charging through the weeds. So here we are. And then we finally get to a spot and we're like, all right, it says it's supposed to be over here, but it's not. And then that's when we uh, proceeded to call you and, you know, find out that we were completely in the opposite direction <laughs> of where we were supposed to be. <laughs> yeah. So there's uh for those who don't know, they're right. There's a, they get, you guys get a map and you get a couple points on the map. And um, the idea is for you to land nav using, you know, uh, mostly geographic features from point to point. So uh, you guys actually out of the three venues we've held it so far, you guys had the hardest uh, one to land nav through just because there wasn't as many, identifiable points uh there was like that one lake but it's a little bit yeah, more challenging uh and then you guys also had the the farthest um you know kind of looking back at it you guys had the farthest distances right because you had the, a bigger venue than mm -hmm. some of the other like the indiana venue was really small tri-state was really small um so even the farthest movements in there were um not as long as your your furthest movements but yeah and then you basically you start navigating to points and uh you get some tasks and you have to do some some different things, and you don't follow the course, right? So you, you make your own right. path. Um, so tell me about some of the challenges that uh, we we made you do. Well, uh, one of the first challenges was uh, going backwards up the uh, Matterhorn, and that was it. Was, it looked difficult at first, but it wasn't too terrible. Uh, I think the main focus was just not having people freak out when they were not able to like be facing the proper direction when going up it um so i think a lot of people were very nervous about that but you know 
it was awesome to see everyone kind of conquer their fear initially and uh, get up and over the Matterhorn. Is that the correct obstacle? Yeah, Mutterhorn, but close enough. Mutterhorn. <laughs> yeah, okay. the giant A-frame. People, I think people know what you're talking about. Okay, yeah, that thing. Um, fast forward to when we had to pick up the down satellite, which was, what, like a 40-pound punching bag, I think? Yep. Roughly. Yeah. And uh, carry that thing around for a good long while. Uh, not anticipating that, but honestly, uh, it kind of, like I said, it tested your endurance and strength. So we kind of passed that around quite a bit. Um, and it was interesting, kind of like a lot of people would like watch us as we were like walking by with this thing like on our back. And either that or we'd get a lot of, hey, you're going the wrong way. You know, we yeah. got that a lot. <laughs> we're like, no, 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 we're doing something completely different. And they're like, no, you're supposed to be going this way. I'm like, no, we're really not. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then uh, another one was when we were paracord to each other and having to go up and over. That was unique, you know, like it's kind of having to figure out, okay, like who's going to go over first and whoever goes over first, like it's kind of a chain event. You got to just kind of trickle one, whoever's next has to go over. Um, and I think what we all really appreciated was at the end of each obstacle, we kind of had a little meet up and say like, okay, this is like what, why we did this. This is what it meant. And I think it kind of put a lot of things into perspective for us, especially those who, um, like my husband was the only veteran to participate. So he, everyone else was a very fresh, new, into the military person. So we've never had to really fully understand, you know, a deployment or, you know, being there for another person, especially during a difficult task. Right. Right. Um, so going on from that, I think the one that's always going to stick out to my head besides the electroshock therapy was the ice bath i don't remember what it was actually called <laughs> yeah so arctic but. enema so you know uh ladder and then a slide into obviously the ice bath and then you you climb out via net and um i was going to ask you which was the hardest obstacle uh that we made you guys do and i'm going to guess it was the arctic enema was that correct yes <laughs> without, without a doubt yeah so tell people a little bit about that. that uh we all well we all felt that challenge uh a few days after that um so Instead of going the proper way, which is up the ladder and down the slide and in and out, we had to go backwards. So we went into the ice water and then up the slide. And uh, initially, uh, my husband and a fellow teammate, they were like, hey, we're just going to go in. We're going to go across. You're going to just launch me up the slide. I'm going to grab it. Good to go. That's, that was their initial thought. And as soon as they stepped in, they almost went completely under because it was substantially more like in depth than we thought we thought it was only going to go like maybe to our like waist or something like that but considering the fact it almost took them under they tried to uh shop with each other up and it didn't work and they immediately rushed back to get out of the water and uh <laughs> needless to say that was not a very encouraging start uh we were all laughing pretty hard at that <laughs> to see everyone get taken under pretty quickly um the one teammate who went in and out probably roughly 12 times with the water he had no shirt on just like the bib and he had no shoes on as well so he was just running around just like doing squats kind of like sludging through the mud because it was warm and he would just kept going in and out and uh i don't like i don't even remember how we got over how we got everything over but um i just remember it was really cold <laughs> and we were just trying to jump around to stay warm after going in next the sun was going down at that point 
so the, the air was getting cooler as time progressed. And um, I think the most exciting moment, though, for that was getting the final guy who had been in the water at least 12 times up and over the, uh, the slide because he was, we couldn't help him in any way except lean over and hang a bag down to hopefully that he could grab. And uh, he's, we talked about this previously or actually afterwards I met and he said that he thought about giving up he thought about getting out of the water warming up again and going back in because he missed the first time and he kind of like went back into the water and he's like right there he's like I thought I was going to just turn around and get out of the water because I was I was too cold he's like I didn't think I was going to make it and he said he goes no what's the point I'm going to be cold all over again let's (laughs) get it over with and he was able to grab that little hook with his one finger and pull himself up and I was just like wow like it was it was very exciting to watch honestly yeah that's that's always my favorite one to watch because all the other ones you know there's we make you do something that involves a you know kind of a complex problem solving thing but there's really no a lot of times there's no pressure right because you can oh well if this fails we'll just try it again and we'll try it with a different technique but with the the uh, arctic enema one like it's painful to be in that ice water so like when you, when you try a technique, like you got to make it count. So I love watching um, you know, the wheels turn and people kind of gel and work together as a team there. And uh, yeah. every team I've seen do it, um, the first like, like it usually takes them about three tries before they get the first person up. Because they jump in, they try something, it doesn't work. They jump in, they try something, it doesn't work. And then they finally like, all right. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's good to watch. And um, yeah, that dude was, was killing it, jumping in and out. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it was it was impressive to watch. He was. Uh, I asked. I was like, <laughs> when we got out, he goes, "There, but he's like, there's beer after this, right?" I was like, "Yeah." He's like, "Just make that plural, and everything will be fine." I was like, "Yeah, we'll see what we can do." <laughs> and uh, no, he he was always. I sent him all the videos and pictures, and he goes, "You know," he's like, "I kept looking at the guy, uh, you, hoping <laughs> he was gonna say something like, hey." here's a tip or anything. He's like, but instead he just laughed at us. <laughs> I'm just watching and laughing. And he's like, I guess that's going to be no help. He's like, I guess we're going to figure it out. I was like, yeah. Yeah. I don't want to give anything away. Yeah. I'm not going to give you, I'm not going to give it away. So it was, uh, it was good. You guys did good. And, um, you know, we, the, every event, you know, we, I plan more than, uh, you can feasibly do in the time limit, just in case you guys are moving too fast. So, um, you know, as units are going through, I will adjust uh, some of the movements or adjust uh, some of the tasks even, um, right? Like you guys did Everest, but you went from the backside to the front blindfolded, right? Right. So the, you know, we, we've also done it going upwards blindfolded, um, but you need, you, need the, you need, you need the right team and you need the right crowd. Um, so the, because we started your event late, I couldn't, we couldn't do it because it was already a, a big crowd there, which prevents, right. which prevents some of that. But yeah. And then at the end, we um, sent you guys through electroshock therapy as a group. And yeah. uh, I can't remember <laughs> who it was, but one of the guys fell like right at yeah. the end and you're all holding yes. on to each other. Yeah. Go ahead. Go, go for it. Yeah. Uh, so I actually talked to him about that because you know, we all kind of like group huddled and shared our experiences. And he, he goes, you know, he's like, I, I think his name was uh, Bertolotti. He's like, I never want to do that ever again. He's like, the electric shock, shock therapy? No. He's like, I'm bald. He's like, one of those things hit my head. And he's like, I immediately just 
free like I just froze up and just fell. He's like it just like sent a shock all the way straight down. So you're we like, oh, you should have put like a bandana or something on your head. He goes, there's no. He's like, what? What is he gonna do? He's like, I'm still bald. <laughs> like, I'm, it's still gonna hit me. And yeah, he. Uh, so like, that's what he said. It hit his head and just like he clenched his teeth and just dropped. And he's like, he's like, I was down. He's like, I was down. I was just gonna stay there. He's like, nothing was touching me when I was in the water. So he's like, I was just gonna lay there for a little <laughs> bit, fill out, and we're. And he's like, but you guys kept trying to drag me along, and. Um, and one of the fellow teammates, uh, Miller, he was trying to help him stand up. However, one of the electric cords were, like, wrapped around his backpack, so he kept getting shocked in the back every few, like, seconds when he was trying to help up the guy who fell down. So he's, like, so I'm trying to, like, whack the thing off his back while he's getting shocked trying to help somebody else up. It was, it was a rough little patch right there when we were... It was like we were so close to the finish line at yeah. that point, but we were just kind of standing there, just all just getting shocked, trying to help this one guy up. But it was, um, and then trying to say the statement, which honestly, I like I said it once, and I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to comprehend that. <laughs> and we're all just yelling it at different times, and I'm like, yeah, trying to like yell this while we're getting shocked, and one guy's just yelling, not even saying words, just yelling. <laughs> I was like, we got to say it together as a team and we're yeah. all just gambling. That yeah, so was... the, the team had to go through electroshock therapy, carrying all the stuff that they've, they've assembled or carried over the course of the event and uh, say essentially the extraction words um, to kind of complete the, complete their mission for the day. So yeah. And they, you guys, you guys blew through the first, you know, electroshock therapy is what, I don't know, 30 feet long. The first 25 feet, you guys kind of blew through. And then that last five feet, like you were stuck there for several seconds watching yes. people get shocked. And I was like, this is, this is a little ugly. But yeah. That t- pro tip for anyone who does Tough mutter. So the electroshock therapy, it typically shocks you. And then like there's essentially like a couple seconds where it can't shock you again to prevent people from just getting shocked a whole bunch. So, um, you know, what I do, if, if I'm running through the obstacle, right, I'll, put, I'll use my forearm to take the shock. And that way my face doesn't take the shock or my groin. Right. So you're the, the bald guy, he could have, uh, you know, moved it out of his way with his forearm. So your forearm takes the shock instead of his head. Just, a, just a yeah. There. Well, he was, I think he was linked with somebody. So I, I oh, don't was know. He, he yeah. Was I know he was in the back. I remember him in the back is the, yeah. uh, you basically I think, he was, I think he was carrying the, uh, black piece of equipment that we had with one hand. And I think he was linked arms with another one ah, okay yeah. i don't know if he was able to move his arms very freely at that point but uh yeah he just went down and i like i said, i still have the video and i'm just like yeah right there you just see him drop and i'm like all right <laughs> and then like the one guy is like standing there trying to help him up and then the the down satellite or punching bag whatever you want to call it started to roll off and we're like oh no <laughs> like we're like can't touch the ground uh, and that was, when yeah. this podcast drops i'll i'll publish a bunch of those videos on my facebook feed so the 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 when we run 2022's events we're going to change all of the challenges and the obstacles and stuff like that so it won't be the it won't be the same exact thing so i have no problem kind of showing it at this point versus before i was trying to keep a lot of that stuff a little more um didn't want to publish it too much because then people can essentially see how to do a lot of the complex tasks uh, but now that 2021's over I'll, I'll you know publish all my pictures from all three events we held on my Facebook feed and people can go over there and check those out and check out some of the videos, some of the uh, fun tasks we had them do. 
Yeah, it was uh, it was definitely an experience, and uh, a lot, like I said, my team, they all, I kind of followed up with them over the last, over the few days that we were recovering, and they, the one guy, he goes, he's like, I never thought my uh, military bed would look so comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's, that's for real, that's, that's definitely a thing, and I was like, we, I drove back three hours after that event, and I was like, I've never wanted to sleep so hard in my life. <laughs> <laughs> That's good to hear. It means means we, uh, you guys put in a good effort, and then we did a good job uh, kind of testing you guys. So I, I like to hear that. that makes me it happy. was an awesome event, and I would recommend everyone to do it. Yeah. So for anyone who's listening that just wants to do another, wants to do one or another one again, because it'll be different um, each time you do the event. But we got uh, March nineteenth. There's the one in College Station, so Texas. There is the April 9th one in Los Angeles, and then there is the Atlanta one on April 23rd. So it's all kind of towards the beginning of the season, uh, which is great because you can get some good uh, kind of endurance training in, get some time on your feet before we get into Toughest Mudder and uh, World's Toughest Mudder season. So, yeah, anyone, anyone can head over to toughmudder.com and, again, click on the drop-down for uh, endurance events, endurance series there, and then there's a, a tab for Infinite Hero Honor Challenge. And there's also... We have a couple of articles on there um, if you want to know a little bit more, kind of like, again, what are some of the challenges you're facing and, you know, who's this for and, uh, you know, who are the people running it, which it was me and Johnny Little. And uh, Johnny Little, former Tough Mudder employee, is moved on to other things now, so it's mostly me. <laughs> so that's what you get when you show up. You get me, and uh, I get to hang out with you guys for parts of the day and leave you on your own to navigate for parts of the day. And then we touch base after each, uh, before and after each obstacle. So, yeah. Any, any other final thoughts on uh, Infinite Hero Honor Challenge before we get going? Uh, like I said before, I would just recommend everyone to do it. I think, honestly, the Infinite Hero Foundation is a really great foundation. Uh, we've had, we, with my husband being prior service again, we've known a lot of people who have suffered PTSD and uh, suicide and all that. And I think the foundation is really important and having this challenge out there is fun, but also all the proceeds are going to something that's really great for that's beneficial to this country. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I know you just, you just PCS, didn't you? you uh, moved. Yes, we are going to be moving to Colorado within the month. Oh, cool. Yes. Uh, any plans to do any other OCRs coming up in 2022 or you just kind of wait until your job settles and you kind of figure out what's what? Well, we actually already looked at a tough mother that's happening in uh, Denver, Aurora area in Colorado. So we're, uh, or actually the location has not been determined. However, previous people have told me they have seen tough mothers in the local area. So we're hoping to go to a tough mother in July. Oh, nice. So I should be, I should be at that one. I have a friend from college that lives in the area. So we're, we're planning on traveling out there, uh, assuming she doesn't move that summer, this summer, but so I'm, yeah, I might so be that's, there. Our, that's our next challenge. It's going to be either a 15, it's either a 10 K or a 15 K. I just do the 15 K. It's with you. You're, you're, you're going to miss some good obstacles if you only do the 10 K. It's my advice. All right. That's my advice. Yeah. Cool. And so last question before we, before we get going, I didn't prep, prep you for this one, but typically when we have a guest on the podcast, we like to ask them, tell us one thing people would be surprised to know about them. So the more random, the better, and typically the less having to do with fitness, the better. So okay. one, one thing people would be surprised to know about you. Uh, let's see. I am 29. 
married. It'll be 10 years this year. And I have two kids, and I just joined the military. A lot of people are surprised at that. So, yeah. And I lived on a farm growing up. Oh, interesting. So what made – what? why the uh... – you know, most people join the military around, you know, 19, 20 age. Why the uh, kind of 10-year gap there? Uh, so my husband joined the Marine Corps about eight years ago, eight or seven, seven or eight years ago. And that was about two years after we had um, graduated high school. And he did his time in there. And at that point, I was kind of, I thought about joining the military straight out of high school, but my husband did instead. So I was like, all right, you know, I think this is fine. I think I, I don't really want to join anymore. And then he got out uh, back in 2018. And I was like, wow, I'm not really a fan of civilian life. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, basically ever since he got out, it's something that's kind of been in the back of my mind. And finally this year, I just, or actually last year, last year I said, all right, my one daughter, she's going to be starting kindergarten soon. Both our kids are in a daycare type program. Like, I think, I think this is a good time. So we both agreed on it. He, my husband's very supportive uh, in everything that I've been doing. And so I think this is just an avenue that I've always wanted to take. And it kind of just took me a little bit to get there. Gotcha. Cool. Any advice you'd have for people that uh, maybe are later in life, not later in life, but out of the 20, you know, later in their 20s or early 30s that are interested in joining the military? Do it. Honestly, <laughs> there's no, there's no part in my mind that I regret this decision at all. Because as I get older, all I'm going to think about is what if, what if I would have done it, you know, and worst case scenario is, okay, in four years, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm done. Like, at least I know exactly, like, what, what could have happened because I did it. And, um, there's no, again, there's no regret in my mind, even going through the last six months of training, there's, and like not being able to be here for my kids. Like that was, that, that sucked. But at the same time, I was like, I still don't regret it. I, I would not have chosen a different part at all. Love it. Awesome. Any final shout outs you want to give friends, family, et cetera? Uh, so shout out to my husband, Kelly Powers and shout out to my team members, Miller, Berlotti, uh, Michaud, Sakavage, and Lester, Lester. I think that's all of them. If I'm missing somebody, I'm sorry. Uh, and then also shout out to the good fellow Air Force Base where I was at tech school and all the leadership there who supported me and helped this uh, Infinite Hero Honor Challenge happen. Awesome. Well, again, thanks for coming on. Uh, it was great to catch up with you again. And it was great to watch you guys form as a team. I love the, it's so cool as like as a, as a cadre watching the team go from like a bunch of strangers typically, and then like seeing them gel. And then typically after one of the harder obstacles, like the, like the Arctic Enema one, um, you really see the team kind of come together. And then by the end, they're like, you know, everyone just seems so close. It's a, it's a nice change and it's, it's cool to watch in kind of real time over the course of the day. Yeah, it's a great experience, that's for sure. And if anyone uh, listening and wants to head over to TeamStrengthSpeed.com, we got one, Bleg Mitts for Sale, so the uh, obstacle racing mittens. Uh, if you want to know more about mil some of my military stories, stuff like that, my book, Ultra OCR Man, covers my biography and some of the endurance things I've done for 
Ultra OCR for Charity on there, uh, available on hard copy, digital, and audiobook. And then on top of that, I got a bunch of new articles coming out. Uh, I got head over to Mudgear. I got some some good articles on that, including uh, parallels between combat and racing, which is kind of just an interesting article. I use some of Colonel David Grossman's research, kind of comparing the two. I have an article about uh, Rugged Maniac on OCR Buddy. So I'm, I now have some articles on OCRBuddy.com. You can head over and check that out and use their program, their app, to plan your obstacle course racing season uh, for 2022. And then another, I got a review on Mud Run Guide for Exoskin Underwear, Exo Underwear. So it's their compression underwear. Um, it's up on Mud Run Guide right now. And what else do I got? A lot of stuff. Busy. A lot of writing. Um, oh, the other one. So Strength and Speed, right? So Strength and Speed, we have a development team. So every year, anyone um, that wants to apply can. So basically, you fill out an online application, and then we let you into a private Facebook group. And inside the private Facebook group, we have uh, two uh, physical therapists. We have a whole bunch of personal trainers. We got a nutritionist, dietitian in there. Also, basically gives you access to, you know, kind of expert advice. Because a lot of Facebook groups, you ask a question, and you'll get kind of a good answer. You get a bad answer, and you get like a mediocre answer. And it's kind of like, that's kind of the way the answers are broken down into like these big thirds. Um, So you never kind of know what you're getting. But if you ask a question in our private Facebook group, you're going to get a quality answer because there's professionals in there that do this for a living. And then on top of that, I typically send you a couple of free things from Strength and Speed Store uh, to kind of help start out your training and uh, develop. Yeah, it's just a, just a good group. And the idea is, um, you know, we, we purposely keep the group small. So we have an application period every January that lets people apply and get in that way and you get them for free. Or if you're listening to this and it's not, no longer uh, December or January, uh, there's a pay-for option that's available on the website also. Again, the idea is to kind of keep it small, uh, keep it a little more intimate, and then, uh, you know, because when the group gets too big, you just kind of lose touch with everyone. So head over, check that out, and drop an application, and hopefully uh, hopefully get in. All right, we're going to get going. Hannah, thanks again for joining me. And, uh, again, thanks for coming out for Infinite Hero, and I uh, hope we'll hopefully see you in 2022. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. All right, catch you later. Bye.